Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew. This is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Damaku. Ringside Ring. This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adelaide. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dinker. This is According to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Cat on his You are watching the internationally known. It's at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome. To another episode. Wait, uh, when, wait, Keith. By the way, what number episode is this one? It's, it's in the one eighties. One eighty of the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, Joe the Panther, the third, and now from the top of Metal Mountain, you Candy Mountain. Oh wait, um, let me do let me do my intro from the top of Metal Mountain all the way down to all fifty states in the globe. It's the Happy Heel himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, Internationally Known? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? Pretty good, Geek. Ready to fire up the jet and have the mod clicker phone and the portal opens to Candyland? Ready, Geek? Because let's give a warm dudes at Ringside welcome to Joey Silver. Sweet Sweet Cheeks. What is up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. No What's problem. up? How's it going? Thanks so much for accepting our request, dude. <laughs> of course, of course. Yes, we have landed in Candyland, man. I, I'm going to have to go after those Swedish fish, man. Love. <laughs> we are here. I wish I had my uh, my candy background. We really would. It would set the mood. Yeah. We'll, we'll have, have to get by without it. I would have yeah. to go upstairs and grab my bag of candy bones that I have. <laughs> All right. So um, if our fans aren't f- familiar with you, and why would they not be, introduce yourself. Well, I am the champion of chocolate, the sultan of sweets, the king of candy, Joey Silver, Sweet Cheeks, and I'm here spreading sweetness on the Dudes at Ringside podcast. That's great. <laughs> So, so uh, Joey, who trained you? I was trained. Uh, I actually have a few trainers. When I started training at the age of 19, uh, I was trained by Tony Nice and Alex Reynolds wow. uh, from the Dark Order on AEW. And um, I was there uh, under, their, under their guidance for uh, a couple years. And then I moved to uh that was on long island and then i moved to new york city and i started training at house of glory under amazing red wow another one another no, red an- another wow you're being trained by all the legends right there <laughs> yeah legit and then to, i mean to keep the uh the legendary status going i actually uh did the nightmare factory training camp down in georgia Wow, uh, I'd love to tell you guys about that, but I was training under Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall there. So, uh, yeah, just legends on legends. Yeah. Damn, that's that's amazing, Joe. That's right? insane because like we had another wrestler this past week train, uh, trained by Red also, and it's like, man, the list goes on and on. Who he trained and how how where they are in the, like 
indies world right now it's like insane like are you familiar with rembrandt or no of course yeah so the yeah rembrandt. we just had we just had him on the podcast last night so yeah he's a great guy great guy him and cosmic yeah. oh yeah. yeah cosmic yeah they're, they're both on the podcast last night so. nice yeah they're yeah. keeping busy i i keep tabs on them so uh glad you guys got them on the podcast too that's a good a good get they also yeah. broke they also broke some news about uh ppw they got screwed out of it he got screwed out of his title and like i thought maybe he would touch it lightly geek makes the clip and i swear to you that thing i can't even tell you how many stories that was on i was like oh geez shadow <laughs> banned by ppw don't blast me please don't blast us we like you <laughs> <laughs> so uh is there any place in the the country or the world that you would like to travel to wrestle or just travel to oh yeah i mean i want to wrestle like all over uh if i get the chance i'd love it. i've mainly been in the northeast um i know this is northeast week on the dudes at ringside podcast oh, or yeah. northeast yeah. month rather yeah um but i've done a couple things in like georgia and florida um, but I'd really love to get over to the West Coast, to California, to I'd love to get to Texas, uh, you know, great, great scene down there, Chicago. Uh, I know a couple people out there, a couple promotions I'd love to get into. Um, and then internationally, it's one of my goals this year to uh, to wrestle internationally. And whether that be, you know, right next door to in, in Canada or Mexico um that would be amazing i'd love to go uh one day to the uk or uh japan definitely all, all good places and good goals to have right now yeah so. for sure i feel like the sweet cheeks character would uh would do really well in japan oh definitely, god you don't definitely. even know you'll have so many people freaking out <laughs> hey curry curry man was so successful in japan so you never know there you go so. that's very true international success <laughs> also, maybe in in Sweden and over there like that, because the candy and stuff like that, how they love candy in Sweden and stuff like that. So you do. Popular. <laughs> Germany too. Oh yeah, in Germany, yeah. Sweden, and Germany, sure. in that area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, some of the best chocolate over there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> would you would you would you add to your outfit and add the like the Willy Wonka jacket and stuff like that and the hat? Or you think? <laughs> well, I don't want to rip off Willy Wonka too much. I kind of got my own thing going. Yeah. <laughs> I could see you throwing Swedish fish in the crowd. Yay! Here, everybody. <laughs> I have. Be like, yeah. yeah, he has. There you go, Joe. I, right? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I just, I'll be the one that misses the whole time. <laughs> I miss it. You're missing it. <laughs> that's that's part of my entrance, though. When I uh, when I walk into the crowd, I I will throw candy. Uh, you know, it, get, it gets the people going. Okay. gets the party started and people are uh excited they got they got their candy they got their sugar rush and they're ready to see sweet cheeks uh do his thing yeah got an answer got a question from the crowd geekins yeah how'd you come up with the sweet cheeks gimmick oh frankie well yeah. it was uh it was quite a process you know i when i started wrestling i didn't really know what like gimmick i wanted to to do so i kind of just was this pretty generic like white meat baby face and i wore silver tights because my last name is silver and i was like yeah i'm joey silver and it was kind of just like not much there i mean it was very 
very vanilla. Gotcha. And then I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, wrestling, like I really want to make this. I really want to, you know, go, go hard, like go full on with wrestling. And what can I do? I started thinking, what can I do to stand out? And I was listening to uh, Stone Cold's podcast and he was talking about how the best characters in wrestling are uh, people who are themselves just turned turned up to 11. You might have heard that before, but he um, so he was talking about, you know, how he how Stone, the Stone Cold character is really just Steve Austin turned up to 11. And I think I started thinking, well, what aspect of Joey Silver can I turn up to 11 and i was like you know i i like uh whatever i like music i like singing i and i i like candy and that was kind of where i landed and i came up with this sweet cheeks character um the can this candy loving pro wrestler uh and kind of crafted the character to be this iconic like having these iconic pieces um so you'll notice in my in my ring gear uh got the the headband the sunglasses the the white fur jacket and the candy coated tights um and i feel like those are some uh, and the candy necklace too that's a that's a signature piece so uh it was all very like carefully constructed and uh intentional and um, that's like the fun part of wrestling is coming up with the, coming up with the gimmick, the character. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, okay. Yeah. So what would you say your favorite candy is? That's a great question. I've gotten that many times before and, uh, you know, it's, it's really a three-way tie and I, I hope I don't get any hate for this because as much as I love candy, I'm definitely more of a chocolate guy. Okay. So. My top three, in no particular order, are Reese's, Twix, and Kit Kats. Reese's are the best, though. Reese's (laughs) Reese's are fire. You you can't really go wrong with a Reese's. But I will say, I recently had uh, the Kinder Bueno. I don't know if you've ever had this. I've heard of I've heard of them. Yeah, you, you see a lot of like advertisements for Kinder Bueno, but like, has anyone ever had it? Well, I did, and. It's amazing. Like it might be, it might replace like Kit Kats or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're really good though. I highly recommend the Kinder Bueno. Have you ever had um, Happy Hippos or? Uh... No. No, you have to look these up. Happy Hippos next time. These, and the mod would tell you in the chat, Happy Hippos are probably the best, can- one of the best candies. Wow. I, I they're, they're like shaped even... like they're shaped like hippos. They're made by Kinder also. Wow! Uh, okay, well, yeah. Kinder's doing some uh, some magical things over there. Yes. Yeah, Have you well, seen what they've been doing with Kit Kats lately? That I when I was going to get my glasses, they actually have like dark chocolate strawberry Kit Kats now. Oh yeah, they're doing like every flavor imaginable. Yeah, I don't know if you know in Japan, this is a put on your list when you go to Japan. You can get different flavored t- uh, Kit Kats. All yeah, I heard tea. about that, like green tea and everything. Like yeah, that. green tea. I've actually had the green tea Kit Kat. Mm, yeah. How was it? Not great. No. Not, not the best. <laughs> it's not, not really my uh, flavor. Can't get the finger letter. How dare you guys not? 
There's a yeah. place in New York that has all Japanese um, candies and stuff like that. Yeah. And they have at the, all every flavor of Kit Kat, like that. But some of them are bizarre flavors. That's like, that should not be candy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's strange. I mean, I love, I, I feel like over the past, I don't know, 10 years, like companies that make candy or, you know, sweet treats, they've been really diversifying, like the types of flavors that they make. For instance, uh, M&M's, like you'll now see all different kinds of M&M's, the brownie batter, caramel, toffee, peanut butter, like they have all these different varieties. Um, another example is Oreo. Yeah, Oreos, uh, definitely. That Oreo is like ones. killing it. I mean, it used to just be like single stuff, like take it, you like it or you don't. And now there's like a million different flavors and yeah. I love all of them. Chips Ahoy too. They're doing that too. Chips Ahoy, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're following suit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like Oreos they have now, now they have the birthday cake ones, they have the double stuff, triple double stuff. And I'm like, I just want regular Oreos. There's mega stuff and then there's another one called the most stuff. I heard about that. I heard about that one. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the best. It's the best part of the Oreo, just like times seven. Hmm. I, 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 remember, also... I, remember, I remember once it was mystery Oreos at one point. Oh, yeah. You know what's an unpopular opinion? The mint Oreos. I love those. Mm. The um the white chocolate M&Ms are good, too. White chocolate M&Ms, yes. I saw those. I was like, do I try it? I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. Dollar for it. Can't, can't go wrong with that. The dollar. The dollar. <laughs> don't like it, I just give it to the cashier. That's like, right. <laughs> Who's your favorite oh. person to wrestle against in the ring? Wow. That's a good question. Well, I've had a lot of like really cool opponents in my life. Um, I think my very favorite, though, was a very special match against uh, Shannon Moore. Wow. Um, it was really cool because I don't think people like really knew how great Shannon Moore was because <laughs> um, he was kind of like in the uh, cruiserweight division and I feel like you didn't really see too much of him. Um, but he is like really super technically sound. He was a trainer at WWE at the tra at the uh, performance center. Um, and it was a really, really cool match. And we went like almost 20 minutes and it was just electric. It was for a company on Long Island called full faith wrestling. Oh, I heard that company. Yeah. yeah uh, they run out of deer park and, um, I had like, 30 people there show show up and friends and family. Um, it was such a cool experience and the match was just like magic. It was really, uh, really something special. Yeah. Who, who would you say your dream opponent is? My dream opponent. Um, I'd say my, my dream opponent, one of, one of my dream opponents is um, Adam Cole. Oh, Definitely. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that I look up to um, in terms of, like, just how he wrestles and his character and the brand that he's managed to build. To manage to build. Um, 
yeah, I think that would be such a cool match. And he has like such a great move set. I feel like we could really do a lot of cool things, especially, you know, like with my character, um, it's, it, it's more on the comedy side, the kind of like sticky gimmicky kind of character. Um, and Adam Coles is more serious. Uh, so I feel like you kind of need that in a match. Like you need the funny man and the straight man. And sometimes if you put two, two funny gimmicky characters in a match together, it, it doesn't always, uh, maybe it doesn't always have the chemistry that you might think. Yeah, I, I mean, Adam Cole could get gimmicky because if you've seen his stuff from ring of honor his stuff from new Japan, it doesn't get very gimmicky, but his stuff in WWE wasn't too gimmicky. It was more serious. Yeah. I, I like the, uh, like the undisputed era kind of Adam Cole and, uh, and the more like AEW, like where he's at now, I feel like he's in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean by like silly stuff, like where he would like do the stuff with John Silver and Alex Reynolds, the budge stuff. Yeah, yes, that's that, that, that stuff. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, so it kind of can work in a way. It yeah, kinda... that was like the like PWG, right? Yeah, PWG stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but yeah. So who made who made your gear? I had my gear made uh, a company called Champion City Gear. Um, I think they're based in Mexico. Um, but yeah, they did it. They did a really nice job. I've had this gear for about three, I want to say three years now. And I think I'm ready for my next pair. Mm. Uh, so I'm probably going to go back to them and get, uh, you know, the same kind of style with different colors. Um, because this gear, the tights are pink. Um, but my intention was for them to be purple. Um, so I really wanted the purple ones, but I think I'm going to move on to something like, uh, like, a turquoise blue, uh, and then the candy on the tights will be like, uh, like a lime green or something like that. Mm. You can even change it sometimes. That'd be pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, keep exactly. People, keep, keep people on their, their toes saying, well, you what can, kind of candy is going to wear now? You know? You mean, yeah. You mean how people do in the WWE games, they have two different outfits. Like you, like. Do we want to be the pink outfit today, or do I want to wear the blue outfit today? <laughs> like exactly, I feel like New Day actually was a bit of an inspiration in like the colors that I chose. Um, their gear, it's always so. I mean, they're not like the New Day anymore, but when they were the New Day, um, their gear was like always so bright and like outlandish and flamboyant. And that's exactly what I was going for. So um, yeah, that, that was definitely a bit of an inspiration for me. I, I actually drew a lot of inspiration for my gear. Um, so like the headband, it says sweetness on it. And I kind of like drew inspiration from macho man because the madness yeah. and the tights, kind of mimic uh sean michaels uh with the broken hearts um except they're they're pieces of candy uh (laughs) and then the jacket is actually a light up jacket um so little shades of chris jericho there that's awesome though yeah so if you want to talk about your experience at AEW dark the floor is yours you know yeah i would love to so i've actually had uh three three experiences with AEW. Um, 
you know, it all kind of started with uh, with the Nightmare Factory training camp. Yeah. And from there, that really opened the door for me um, where I had my first uh, dark experience in Jacksonville where I faced the Dark Order, uh, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and uh, Colt Cabana. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, those matches on Dark, they're like squash matches. Uh, So you don't really get to do like too many moves in the ring. Um, But the experience overall, you know, just being there, calling the match, like wrestling in front of, it wasn't in front of like a full crowd at at that time. Um, But just like wrestling in an AEW ring was so cool. Like it was really, it was surreal. Um, that was my first uh, experience doing like one of the big companies like that. Um, so it was really, really awesome for me, uh, especially uh, being in the ring with Colt Cabana. He's a guy who I've looked up to for so many years. Um, I've, you know, was a list, like one of the first listeners to his podcast and um just been a fan of his uh being you know a jewish wrestler um he's like someone i look up to and so that match was really cool received very well and then i had another experience uh geek you know about this one at the ubs arena yeah i was there Um, oh you were there i was there yeah oh that's awesome Yeah. yeah yeah so that was really really cool um that was in front of about 15,000 people. Uh, so definitely the largest crowd I've ever wrestled in front of. Um, just, it was against the, uh, the gun club, Austin Colton and, uh, and Billy gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a surreal experience again. I mean, that was really something special because of the crowd. And I also had my parents and my girlfriend were in the crowd. Um, like awesome. really close up. So they got to see kind of like experience that whole thing uh, with me. And so that made it even more special. And yeah, I, they were all really, really cool to work with. Um, Billy, especially, I mean, when Billy Gunn walked over and we were talking through the match, it just had like shades of attitude era. You know, he would walk yeah. over and he was like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Um, no, my phone's on uh, 20%. That's okay. Um, we should make it through this. <laughs> he was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. It was a six-man tag. So he was like, all right, one of you, you're going to come in and I'll bop you. And the next one, I'll bip you. And then the last one, like, you do something to me. And it was he was very, like, old school about the way he was calling the match. And uh, it was just really cool to experience that. Yeah, not not only that. It's also you guys are on YouTube in front of like, what is it, a million people, which is yeah. absolutely, which is absolutely awesome as well. Yeah, so yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. I mean, you're not really thinking about the uh, the millions watching at home <laughs> no, when yeah. you're there because you're just kind of focused on the the fifteen thousand in front of you, um, yeah. which is more than enough. <laughs> and um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where like. You don't you don't necessarily get an entrance, but as they're walking you to the ring, it's like on the side of the entrance ramp mm-hmm. and people start seeing you. And I started seeing people that I knew in the crowd because, uh, you know, 
it was my hometown pretty much. Like I'm from Long Island. So I start seeing people, some, you know, wrestlers that I have worked with or fans that I know that I've known for a long time or just friends that are wrestling fans that I didn't even know were going to be there. I started seeing them in the crowd and I was like, oh my God, it started, it, it came over me like a, like a wave, but um, it was really cool. And then my, uh, my third and most recent experience was on AEW Dark against uh, Michael Nakazawa. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of those examples where you have these two like very funny gimmicky characters and you throw them in the ring together. And, um, you know, it was fun. It was a fun match. That's all. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, we had a good time. We did some goofy things and, uh, he beat me with, uh, the six, nine driver, which, uh, I'm going to post that on Instagram very soon. <laughs> uh... Joe? Yeah. Um, so do you collect anything? I do. Uh, I, I'm, you know, a pretty avid, not, not so much anymore, but a pretty avid collector of wrestling uh, memorabilia, I guess more so like action figures I had growing up. Um, and also like wrestling cards. I mean, I must've had like upwards of like 2000, to 3000 cards. I wish they were worth something <laughs> like baseball cards. Um, but a lot of them came in, uh, those ice cream packs. Remember those ice cream yeah, bars? I do. Yeah. Uh, they would come with a wrestling card. Oh. And I think that goes to show just how much ice cream I had <laughs> as a child. <laughs> the ones that I always used to have, I found them in all of my old cards. Do you remember the WCW cards they had out for a while? Yeah. They they had like the uh like that eighties kind of looking background or like yeah, the 90s, Saved by the Bell thing. Like yeah, Saved by the Bell, exactly. It had they had the one I, I found in my cards when I went up in the attic. I found one of uh Gonzalez. Gonzalez's dad or uncle is his dad or dad? From eight from uh um NXT, the one that was women's champion, Gonzalez. It was Elegante. It was an Elegante card, and I was like this card wasn't bent. This probably would be like worth 50 or 60 bucks right now. <laughs> yeah, straight up elegante, like just like this. Wow. And it's him. And it was because, you know, it was in the attic. So it was with the heat, cold, heat, cold. So it was kind of like bent a little bit. I'm like, you weren't bent? You'd be $50. <laughs> yeah, at least. I mean, there's probably some cards that I have that are worth, you know, a few hundred bucks. But at this point, you know, my parents are moving, they're packing up their house and we were getting rid of a lot of stuff. So it's kind of sad. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of my wrestling memorabilia is going by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Do, do, you have, do you have a favorite match or uh, like, not? I mean, I mean, of all time or? Yeah, definitely. I have a few. Um, I think probably my favorite that I'll say for this podcast is... Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. Mm, yes, good match. The, the double turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just such a classic, you know? And it's it's entertaining from start to finish. Um, just two guys at, like, the peak of what they're doing. And just killed it. I mean, it's it's amazing. A great match. If you haven't seen it, watch it tonight. Is, is that the match that said you want to become a professional wrestler or – uh, no, not necessarily. I, I don't know if there was really a match that 
that that I watched and I said, uh, this is what I need to do. It was more so like the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was The Rock. It was The Undertaker. Um, those characters that I really gravitated towards as a child. Um, the matches weren't necessarily even like the driving the driving force, I'd say, behind uh, my passion for it. It was really the characters and like the mic work. Um, but yeah, the so I mean, maybe one of one of the early matches that I remember uh, seeing live was Brock versus Rock at SummerSlam O two. Nikki, didn't know which we were there. <laughs> maybe we were sitting uh, next to each other and we didn't know. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that was such, I mean, the crowd was so electric for that. Um, and really, I so many matches on that card. I think that was Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle also. Yeah, yep. yeah definitely. That was probably um, that the was... best SummerSlam, best SummerSlam ever. I yeah. did, I, all I can remember is, um, sorry for interrupting you. No, but, no, go ahead. Like, I don't know if you had this experience when you were leaving the arena, the crowd all was chanting in unison, typical Long Island. Rocky's dead. Rocky's dead. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember that. Vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> it was like it was like they were chanting Let's Go Islander, but they were like, Rocky's dead. Rocky's dead. I remember yeah. a dad. This kid was crying his eyes out. The kid's face was he was crying so hard his face. You know, you ever see little kids cry so hard their face turns red and they're just like, eh, eh, like that. And this dad <laughs> just was like, shut up. Shut up, my kid's crying, you moron. My kid's crying. My kid's crying. And they all were just looking at the kid going, oh, Wow. I was like, I was uh seated right behind Brock Lesnar's parents. So that really? was a pretty cool experience. Because he came over to them with the belt afterwards and they were like, you know, tearing up and he was right in front of me. It was just really cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a picture of that or no? No, I wish. I that that would have been that would have been like timeless right there that picture. I know I went to like a lot of really cool events when I was younger, and I feel like I was too young. It was like pre pre iPhone, obviously. So definitely, you're not like snapping pictures at everything. It was I, it was yeah. I was. I, I have an old picture from when I was when I saw the first elimination chamber in Madison Square Garden. So I was all the way up. I took a picture. Yeah, that's a bad picture. It's, it's, it's like a bad, it's a bad picture, but it's like there's an elimination <laughs> chamber, and there's like can't see it. <laughs> wow. WrestleMania thirty, WrestleMania twenty. My seats originally were supposed to be behind this set, the other opposite direction. This dad and son say want to trade seats to us. So we trade seats. My seats ended up thinking they were gonna be better. They were on the side of the set, further back. But I could see the entire entranceway with the, the druids all lined in the dark. All you see is the mm. arms. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. I, for some reason, I like, I don't know why I didn't go to WrestleMania 20. Hmm. Because it was right in my backyard. Like, it was right there. And I guess I just didn't realize how close it was. And my parents were probably... Uh, they were probably like, yeah, we're not going to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. But I went to, uh, I've been to, I think, th- four, four WrestleManias now. Oh, wow. Or three. I don't know. 27, 29, and 32. So three. Yeah. I, was, I was at 33, 34, and 
Oh, wow. I only right. did 20 and 35. All right. Yeah. Where was 35 again? MetLife. MetLife. Oh, I don't think I went to that. That was the one that we uh, that Hogan was doing his whole spiel in the ring and went on the entranceway, and all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar's music cut, cuts in, and Paul Heyman is just Walking doing the waddle down the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I, uh, I think I might have missed that one, but yeah, yeah. But it had the had the very. Uh, lucky lucky life lucky uh, the pleasure of seeing a lot of really cool wrestling events and wrestling moments uh you know growing up and to this day and you know hopefully we'll be a part of many to uh many to come yeah fingers crossed <laughs> yeah. but yeah we know that you're gonna be you can, can be crossed there you go that's it <laughs> right. doing some big things thank you guys big things yeah. big things yeah. so my last question I don't know if the last question. I don't know how much more time you have on your cell phone. Um, yeah, we don't know how much more time you have. So yeah, no, feel free, feel free. I got some um, time. So where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Listen, I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say where uh, where I'll be. Uh, I could say where I'd like to be, and that would be assigned to a major company. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, a bit out of my control. I think one thing I, I've got to do is really work on, uh, you know, getting out there more and being in front of more people, building up my name uh, to a more, you know, national audience and building up my following and things like that. I think I'm on the path to doing that. Uh, you know, I'm here on the Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm trying oh. to trying to build it up. So, uh yeah, I mean, definitely. If you if you like what you hear, you, you maybe saw a match, or maybe you heard of me, maybe you haven't heard of me. Feel free to follow along on Instagram and Twitter, Joey underscore Silver. So, uh, just a, a little plug. I'm not I'm not saying I have to go or anything right now, but just wanted to uh, throw I'm that in there. Your cell phone, Joey. That's why you don't. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Joey Silver. On your and phone gets axed if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sleeping with the fishies, the Swedish fishies. Also have TikTok too. <laughs> yes, Joey Silver wrestling on TikTok. Um, I had this one video go super viral on TikTok. It was it got like almost three million views, um, and it was like the most random video. I had this match with a guy where it was uh, like a hardcore match, but it was we it was a trick or treat. Uh, trick-or-treat brawl i think we called it and all of the weapons were were candy oh jeez! uh and i i had this like oversized candy like an oversized giant chocolate bar uh, an oversized kit kat like huge like i'm trying to fit on the screen like this big oh my god and so it was really really cool um uh, and at one point in the match he took rock candy and he was grinding it across my forehead uh, to try to, you know, bust me open. And it's the video is just like a five second clip of him dragging the, the rock candy on my forehead and me just screaming. Ah! Ah! And it got almost three million views. Oh, gosh. Jeez. You need to do one that of you walking like this. And have like candy all around you, like on the ground. I'm walking on sunshine. 
Have you ever suplexed somebody on on hard candy before? I sure have. That's that's the one question I wanted to ask because <laughs> it sounds like something you would do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've hit my finisher before. I, something I used to do a lot more often. I I would pour Skittles and onto the uh, onto the ring, onto the mat, and uh, hit a move onto that. Ooh. Always, uh, it's always a great time. <laughs> that's what case, my case the rainbow. I love Skittles. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. I like the regular original Skittles, and I also like the other version of them. The uh, the uh, one that had like the blueberry. It's the oh my god, the yogurt coating or something. No, it's just it's like I think their packaging. That one's yellow. I think mm. it's a yellow packaging for the Skittles. But yeah, those are my favorite ones. Wow, delicious. So, so I know I know you you love candy, but what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Um, when it's done right, steak. Steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with like a delicious, uh, you know, steakhouse in New York City steak, like filet mignon. I am just, I could, my mouth is salivating right now. I just ate dinner and I'm like, <laughs> I could go for a steak right now. I need more. <laughs> yeah. But but I way- but I do find uh, that it's hard for me to have dinner and not have dessert. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I I don't know if everyone else is like this, but uh, I Joe Joe is like this. But I like I always thought, is it just me? Like I'm having something savory before I go to sleep. I I need to have something sweet. So, like, what kind? Like. You said dessert. Like, what? What? What would it be? Like ice cream, cakes? Like what? Uh, yeah, anything, anything of the like. I mean, I, a, a chocolate bar, candy, cake, ice cream, uh, anything like that. I mean, I just need something like it's like a palate cleanser for me. Almost <laughs> like, yeah, I just need it. I, I would go for the if I'm like near like where like, the Geek Lab, we'll go to Carvel. Ice cream, nice. ice cream's definitely for us. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I love mm-hmm. Carvel. My sister's fiance they own a they own a chain. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Lucky. You're a lucky man. Yeah, it's been in the family for so, like for certain generations too. You know, that's that's another goal that I have actually to one day open like a candy shop or something like that. Um and just have like, you know, Sweet Cheeks candy shop or something something along those lines. <laughs> Either um, that or ice cream flavored uh Ben and Jerry's or something like that. Oh hell yeah! That okay. would be so what would cool. be in the ice cream? What would you have if you have Sweet Cheeks ice cream? What kind of candy was would be in the ice cream? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I now, don't know. Now, now his ideas. Now we're giving him ideas to sell at the shows. Now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I love. Oh, God, I can think maybe <laughs> Swedish fish inside of it. M and M's. Well, they already have one with Swedish fish, right? They had it. I don't think they sell it anymore. They oh no, fish food. Fish food. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they sell that anymore. I would put M&M's, Reese's, like the the ones that look like M&M's, mm-hmm. M&M's, Reese's, something that would, when you when you put it in ice cream, it won't get too hard. And ah. it won't hurt your tooth when you bite into it. Oh, I broke my tooth. <laughs> Here's another idea. You could sell candy bars with your face on it. Yes, that is definitely an idea. That is yeah. uh, one that I've had, and I am looking into uh, manufacturing that. Uh-huh. Um, this, the sweet cheeks bar, um, that, that might be a thing in the near future. So we'll see. 
Like a um, ripoff Willy Wonka kind of thing idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be exactly. like almost like a crunch bar. Which one would you want? The nougat type or the one with, like a crunch bar with crunchy and it's crunch the cr- little crunchies in it. Something something in there. Not maybe not a nougat, but like it would be something chocolatey. Something like um, I don't even know, like a Nutella, like maybe a little crunch in there. Um, I don't know. It would have to be delicious, though. Yeah, yeah. I love chocolate. Hey, you could have us do a, a live a, a live uh, episode if you ever open your your candy shop. We could be at the Rand opening outside in front, be like, guys, come back. <laughs> yes, yeah. someday, someday, guys, it's going to be a thing. Uh, whether it's an ice cream flavor with Ben and Jerry's. Uh, you know that I think that would be a really cool, like thing, to <laughs> a really cool thing to have an ice cream flavor, sweet cheeks. Yeah, yeah. I definitely buy it. <laughs> so I would anyway, have. Yeah. Do you have any upcoming shows or? Uh... Yeah, I have a few. Um, let me think. On March 11th, that is in eight days, I will be at uh, House of Glory Wrestling in queens new york so if you're in the area come check it out the shows i know i've used this word a couple times but when i say electric the crowd is unlike any other crowd in the world it's such an amazing crowd uh at these house of glory shows and i just i just love it i mean it's what the the sound system they have in there it's like they're the shows are in a nightclub so it's like the sound system is crazy and the music is just it just reverberates through the whole uh through the whole club uh the whole venue and the crowd goes wild um the on the very next day march 12th uh i have full faith wrestling in deer park long island and I'm actually going to be wrestling for the Full Faith Wrestling Heavyweight Championship wow. against uh, Mr. Anthony Gangone. So uh, that should be a really fun match. Uh, it'll be the second time I'm in a, a heavyweight championship bout. Uh, not for Full Faith, but my first for Full Faith. Um, so that's really exciting. And then uh, I have UWA Elite. Uh, that is a, a small promotion in New Jersey, uh, South River, New Jersey. Um, so if you're in the area, you know, come by. It's a, a really great show, great storytelling, great characters. Um, that's going to be March 26th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, come check them out. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've, I've been asked so many times, like, you got to check out House of Glory. You have to have check out House of Glory. And I'm like, I haven't had the time, you know? Yeah, it's but, definitely one of those shows that you should go to once. I mean, they will bring in it. I always kind of say they bring in these big names, but you stay for like the homegrown talent. It's like you come for Will Ospreay and you stay for like Charles Mason yeah. or you, you come there for, um, you know, Jay White and you stay for. Nolo Kitano. It's like, or, if we're, or if we're getting you. Or if we're getting you. Yeah, right or, or, it's, or it's Officer Sweet Cheeks. Sweet Cheeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but I, it's such a great promotion and um, such a great crowd. It's going to be one of those things that it just it keeps growing. Uh, so 
keep an eye on House of Glory. Keep an eye on uh, Sweet Cheeks. De- definitely. Well, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Unless Joe has another any more questions, I'm I'm I, I'm set. I'm all happy, and I and my belly my belly's full of candy. You got anything for us? You can ask us some questions before we before we head out. You could ask yeah. us some questions. Yeah, let me ask you what What are your favorite matches? Of all matches. Time? Okay, geek, you go first. I have good ones. <laughs> I, I'm going. I said this uh, many times on the podcast. My favorite match of all time would be Okada versus Omega Four. Love it. Can't go no. wrong. One of the Can't best of all time. Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite match of all time is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero Halloween Havoc. Wow. Also a classic, an instant mm-hmm. classic. And Rey Mysterio is my favorite wrestler of all time, just this might I add. And I am so happy. I'm looking at the February calendars. Dang it, Joe, you had one job. This is it next week when WW2K22 comes out. I'm marking out because I got the deluxe edition. So oh, I'm, there you go. Mark, with Ray Mysterious mask right there. And the, my friends are like, you're such a Ray fan. You didn't even get it, I mean, his logo yet. I'm like, that may be my next tattoo of Ray Mysterious logo, like right here. I love it. I'm well, my gra- I may get my grandfather, but I'm thinking of like, you know, maybe get Ray, a little Ray. A little. Grandfather, Ray Mysterio. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Wait, uh, I have uh, one more question. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if you could sit down and have a conversation with one wrestler who is no longer alive, who would it be and why? Do you want me to go first? You go. You, you could go first, Joe. Well, as I said before, I would definitely want to sit down with my grandfather and like see how, as my dad always tells me stories about how him with Haystacks, I want to hear from his perspective on how it was to work with Haystacks Calhoun, to be around Classy Freddy Blasi, Killer Kowalski. What was Vince McMahon Sr. like? Was he a jerk? Was he a nice guy? <laughs> I just would like to also tell him that if it wasn't for you, Grandpa, I would never be a wrestling fan. And like knowing that my grandfather was in the business only for two years, mm-hmm. but just to be able to know that his grandson is keeping his name alive in this generation of wrestling and having young wrestlers like your generation knowing about the name Jose Quinones in the Panther, it's good to know that the keeping his name alive in 2022. Love that. Very touching. That's a good answer. I would have to say Eddie Guerrero, one of the greatest of all time right there. So he he had the stories from him of his family legacy and everything. Love to hear it. Yeah, he probably has tons, you know. God, oh, a hundred percent. I actually was really lucky to work with uh, with Vicky Guerrero uh, mm. at the last Full Faith Wrestling show. Um, she was managing my opponent, and so we had a whole like f- fun, like crazy thing with some candy. She distracted me, and then uh, he picked up the win, but. Uh, you know, just getting to work with her and interact with her was really, really cool. And you could kind of, it was like the the Eddie Guerrero uh, rubbing shoulders, like the, the magic dust was falling onto me. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You know? Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. But 
Anyway, we like. Do you have anything else, or are you good? I'm good. I'm good. You can, keep, you can keep going. You can keep going. You can't keep going. Keep with your cell phone. We don't. Your phone. Yeah, your phone true, guys too. can go to your laptop. So. I know. Yeah, my phone might die like in a minute. So. All right. All right so <laughs> we want to thank you again. We hope to have you back in the future. We will. Maybe maybe, maybe one day you could win the title or something like that, a championship. And yeah, yes. there, there you go. So, well, like I said, we want to thank you so much. Hope to have you in the future. I'm Metal Geek. I'm Joe Panther the third. And and I'm Sweet Cheeks Joey Silver. And we will see you in the next one. Thank you guys.